Oh yeah, music's firing up. I'm getting in the mood. Excited to be here with you again today on another episode of the In Focus podcast, taking a fresh look at the Bible and some big Christian ideas, how they bring the world into focus and empower us to live a more eternal kind of life within it. Today, I want to take a fresh look at an important idea, a reality that we have all been past, uh, some assumptions and categories and frameworks by which to make sense of the world that actually prevent us from rightly discerning either the world or the way to live a more eternal kind of life within it. There's an old saying that we don't know who discovered water, but we can be sure it wasn't a fish. And in the same way, there are some things that we don't discern or that we discern wrongly because they are the water in which we're swimming. Uh, Maybe to use a different metaphor, we can't bring the world into focus because we're looking through the wrong lenses. And like a person wearing contacts or glasses, we don't recognize the problem because we can't actually even see the problem. Because the problem is not what we're looking at. The problem is the lenses which we're looking through. Uh, They are the lenses which we're looking at everything with. Um, So anyway, this type of blindness or confusion is very hard to self-diagnose until someone else points out something to the contrary. And this is precisely what happens to us as we grow in Christ uh, and when we read the Bible honestly and thoughtfully and consistently. uh, We will be confronted with perspectives and ideas that don't make any sense to us and that point out the fact that we've been trying to make sense of the world and to bring it into focus using the wrong lenses. The challenge of this by nature is that we can't see our own blindness and we must rely on others, on God, on God speaking to us through the scriptures in order to reveal our blindness and then bring us beyond it. The word for this, moving beyond where we've been by the grace of God, in order to bring the world into focus and to live a more eternal kind of life here and now, is repentance. We have to learn to think differently about things in a different way, and then to live in response to the circumstances in which we now find ourselves again as the world comes into better focus. So let's take a look at two instances of this, one from Jesus, one from Paul. They are uh, slightly different, but uh, very much similar enough that they should work together well for our purposes today. The first of these comes to us in Matthew chapter 11, beginning in verse 25. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. And then this is the, uh, really the meat of what we're going to look at. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Ah, those are some pretty 
fantastic words uh, coming to us from Jesus in Matthew chapter 11. And here's why this passage, I think, reveals to us that we may not be thinking in the right ways in order to understand what Jesus is saying here. And namely, that rest does not come from shedding the yoke altogether. Rest does not come from being made free. Rest does not come from stepping away or escaping a yoke that we might carry. Instead of, instead of this throwing off the yoke and becoming free, uh, rest and peace instead come from laying down the burdens that we were carrying and taking on the appropriate yoke alongside Jesus for which we were created, which God intends for us to carry. And this is the paradox, of course, that comes numerous times in Scripture. This is a good example of it. And again, this is an example of the fact that the lenses and our instincts in interpreting Scripture may prevent us from bringing the world into focus. Because if we think we need to be entirely free, as in laying everything down and being completely cut loose, uh, that is not the way that uh, Jesus lays out for us. Uh, Instead, um, instead of that independence, instead of that individuality, instead of that autonomy that is the water we breathe as Americans, Jesus instead sets us free to follow and to carry our God-given burden. Uh, The second example of this, again closely related, comes from what might be my favorite passage in the Bible, Romans chapter 6, and we're going to begin this reading in verse 12. Let not sin, therefore, reign in your mortal body to make you obey its passions. Do not present your members to sin as instruments for unrighteousness, but present yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and your members to God as instruments for righteousness. For sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law but under grace. What then? Are we still to sin because we are not under law but under grace? By no means. Do you not know that if you present yourselves to anyone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one whom you obey, either of sin, which leads to death, or of obedience, which leads to righteousness? But thanks be to God that you who were once slaves of sin have become obedient from the heart to the standard of teaching to which you were committed, and having been set free from sin have become slaves of righteousness." I'm speaking in human terms here because of your natural limitations. For just as you once presented your members as slaves to impurity and to lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves to righteousness, leading to sanctification. For when you were slaves of sin, you were free in regard to righteousness. But what fruit were you getting at that time from the things of which you are now ashamed? For the end of those things is death, but now you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God. The fruit you get leads to sanctification and its end, eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So, some familiar ideas. 
Paul is teaching us um, compared to the passage we just read from Jesus. In this passage, freedom does not come from absence of commitment. It does not come from absence of obligation or absence of service. We're not becoming a people that are individual and autonomous and independent in freedom in that regard, in that very American and Western and 21st century kind of thinking. Instead, freedom comes from embracing the appropriate service for which we were created. Freedom comes uh, as we become obedient slaves of righteousness. Uh, So it's not really a matter of whether or not we would be enslaved or living in service or obedient to something. That is inevitable. The only question, according to Paul in Romans chapter 6, is to what and to whom We will be obedient servants. And I love this passage because it is such a slap in the face to the way that we are inclined to think as American people. This simply reveals that we have the wrong lenses with which to bring the world into focus, and we are not empowered and equipped to live the kind of life Jesus offers when we think in American ways instead instead of uh, biblical and Christian ways. So again, it's not a matter of whether we would be enslaved or obedient to things. The only question is to what and to whom we will obediently serve. So what are the takeaways for today? First, We're all learning and growing. The scriptures we talked about today are not the only things that we need to learn about and to bring into better focus. And there are some things uh, right now that we are probably totally blind to. And that's okay. Uh, We should be aware of that and humble and ready uh, to think differently as God's grace reveals our blindness. We should be ready to repent And specifically regarding Matthew chapter 11 and Romans 6, we may not only need new thoughts, we may need a whole new way of thinking. And we should definitely be asking ourselves what yoke we're carrying and who or what we are obediently serving. If it's not Jesus, it's something else. And if you thought Jesus just made you free and you think you've been living that way, and you haven't submitted yourself and laid down your life in order to embrace Jesus' way and his yoke and his purpose and his service, then in reality, you're still carrying the wrong burdens and you're still enslaved and obeying something other than him. That's a pretty big idea from the Bible that can bring our world into better focus and our lives within it. And that focus empowers us to step into a more eternal kind of life by going to God and intentionally learning from him through prayer and through fellowship with other disciples of Jesus and by renewing our minds through humble, thoughtful, and consistent reading of the scripture, learning from him what burdens we're carrying that are not ours to carry and what things are ours to carry as we walk alongside Jesus in the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. And second, 
uh, we are empowered to examine our lives in order to discern what we are obedient slaves of. What are the Lord's, uh, the values, the priorities, the dreams, and the pursuits that are determining the shape of our lives that are not Jesus Christ? And uh, how can God work in us to change those things, to set us free from temporary things that will fade away and die, and to align our hearts and minds and our bodies into an increasingly eternal kind of living right here and now? This is Jesus' invitation that we need to always remember, an eternal kind of life right here right now, a present reality, even as we anticipate the fullness thereof at his return and in the renewal of all of creation as the world uh, gets to see Jesus in his full glory and power. It's a the promise of an abundant life. Uh, the promise is uh, for today is of a down payment of the full life that is to come, and it is the promise of a life today whose trajectory will carry us before the King and into eternity. So that's it for today's big idea and how it can help empower us to live a more eternal kind of life here and now by the grace of God as we walk with Jesus in the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. If today's episode has helped bring the world into a better focus, please give it a good rating and review in order to help others find it. Uh, or you can share it other directly with others through show, social media. If you'd like to hear some thoughts on something specific from the Bible or on a particular big Christian idea that might help you bring your world into better focus, please give me a shout using the email address included in the show notes. I would love to hear from you. Until next time, thanks for being a friend of the show and for tuning into the In Focus podcast. And may your world continue coming into clearer focus as God leads you into an increasingly eternal kind of life beforehand.